time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. It is Monday, March 27th, 2023. This podcast is created by mortgage, mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our time, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. You know, I'm thinking as I'm reading that, and as, which we say at the every, every week, um, I'm have a lot of thoughts going through my mind because it's Alice and I here. We started this podcast together 15 plus years ago and she's here and the other we've got others on spring break uh, and we've got recorded comments. Kittle can't make it. We've got uh, Mark co-host. Mark is on a spring bake. We've got uh, who knows? Alan may drive may join us yet, but a lot of people gone. So it's just Alice and I right at the moment dialed in. We're just so excited to be gathered together and talking to you our professionals, mortgage professionals out there. And what's interesting, we're getting an increasing number of realtors listening in. I wonder what's about that. I think they're trying to get insights into what's happening with the mortgage industry. And we're a great resource if you're trying to figure out what's happening. There comes Alan. Yep, Alan Pollock just made it in, so we're thrilled to have Alan joining in on the discussion. Uh, so anyway, listeners, it's so good to have you here with us. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Candor Technology. You know, we just recorded an interview with Earl Thomas Booker the third, also known as Books, as Eric Candor. I love Books. He is this big giant, used to play professional football. He is one big guy, but what a gentle giant he is. And he just fits in with the brilliance that are there. I was just talking to Henry Santos about some of the things that's going on at Candor. Very exciting to see that these leading technologies and what they're doing to revamp and re re-engineer a lot of our processes. A lot of people say, should we be doing process re-engineering and going, that's like an oh, duh. Alice and I have been working on that together for years. And the answer is yes, it can make such a huge difference. If you go back and listen to a podcast we did with Keith Pulaski, where Alice and I worked together years and years ago with Keith and the team there, it set off a trajectory on them where they've reduced their costs. And you could go back and listen to the recent podcast uh, and when that was, uh, was uh, two weeks ago, Ben, I think you can put it, text me on that or send me a note on that, Ben. That'd be good. I'll give that way you put the date out. But the reality is, is we have seen the results of re-engineering drive costs down to the, some of the lowest in the industry. And so Candor Technologies will help you do just that. They're also released something called Candor Plus. We'll talk to you about that in an upcoming podcast. So check out the interview we did on December 3rd, uh, 23rd, excuse me, with Sarah. Uh, and that was really interesting. But we're about ready to release the newest podcast. I'll be coming up here in a few weeks with books of podcast uh, of uh, Candor. Really exciting stuff. There, there are technologies that, you know, do not just cut into your pocketbook, but actually deliver a value. Candor is one of those. Finastra is another one of those, which happens to be a sponsor. Check out finastra.com. They do a great job of, of aligning what your processes are and being able to manage it along with receive and manage the store and retrieve data throughout all the various platforms that are out there. They're one of the leading Microsoft shops. And uh, we also just did a webinar last week on AI 
So uh, check, guess we'll make sure you get a link to that podcast or that webinar that we did last week with Finastra. It was amazing. Gabe Minton joined me, Shashank joined me, and uh, then also Jeffrey Palermo joined me on that podcast. There's four of us, or that webinar. I keep saying a podcast. Podcast, webinar, phone calls, conference calls are all about the same these days. So also I want you to check out Total Experts. So thrilled and honored to have them as a sponsor. They already have purpose-built intelligence platform, or intelligence um, marketing campaigns, intelligent marketing campaigns that are really based on the unique needs of the borrower. They're all built out. So it's already pre-built programs. And again, we talk a lot on in the interview I did with Joe Wellu on uh, March 15th. And Joe talked about the uh, importance of being on the cutting edge. And they are. Check them out. And that interview specifically March 15th, just a few weeks back. So Joe is, again, the founder of the company, and he lays out his vision for what he and that group is doing and taking you. One of the things I find is just where are people going with new technologies that are coming out? Joe goes in and talks about that and also lays the context for how you should be thinking about it. So check out that interview. Also, Simple Nexus, they do a great job with their mortgage software and their technology. They're buying up uh, companies, and they're bringing them together in a really compact way. They work around all the other technologies that are there, that they're owned by uh, Encino. It's an exciting company and a family of companies that are coming together to provide a next-generation technology that's out there. So check it out. We also interviewed Andrea Lightfoot. Delightful interview. She's just a delightful person. March 8th, we released that of this month. Also say a special thank you to the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance app while you're there. Also check out Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops do a great job of letting you get up close and personal with your peers in uh, on conference calls that they have. By the way, I just did a business process improvement re-engineering webinar last week for the mortgage collaborative so you can get a copy of that and uh, download that if you'd like also knowledge coop is a great platform if you're looking for a learning management system to manage your system your company as well as mobility mmi and modex these two companies help you recruit the right people based on real numbers of what people are actually doing and then mortgage advisory tools. I could go on and on. I just love our sponsors. There's just so many great things we've got working. So uh, this past episode, March 22nd, we had Stacy Wider, Wider on from the Mortgage Collaborative. And it was really good. Um, she talked about the Mortgage Collaborative's Mortgage U. I mean, the TMCU. It is uh, mortgage education, and that's a must listen to. Uh, this week on the 29th, we've got Neko uh, doing Avalib Productions talking about how to use testimonial, video testimonials to really promote your business. Uh, I've used this guy and I wanted to share this with you, our listeners. Also, a big shout out to Adam DeSanctis for the, M- the MBA, Les Parker, Matt Graham, David Kittle, Alice Alvey, who's dialed in, as well as Alan Pollock. And then, of course, of course my co-host, Mark Helm. It's on spring break. Mark Helm, you're 72 years old like I am. What are you doing on a spring break? <laughs> I'll hurt you. Don't do that. Anyway, let's get out to the MBA, see what they have for the MBA's Mortgage Minute this week with Adam DeSanctis. Hi, I'm Adam DeSanctis. This is the Mortgage Minute, the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. 
Last week, FHFA announced plans for stakeholder input as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac work to replace the classic FICO credit score model with the FICO 10T and the Vantage Score 4.0 credit score models and transition from requiring three credit reports to requiring two credit reports for single-family loan acquisitions. FHFA also provided estimated implementation dates for these requirements, including the incorporation of the new credit score models into pricing, capital, and other processes estimated to occur in the fourth quarter of 2025. The validation of FICO 10T and Vantage Score 4.0, which were announced at MBA's annual convention last October, will require significant revisions to operational processes and policies across the industry. MISMO, the real estate finance industry's standards organization, has proactively engaged with the industry to identify potential implementation issues ahead of the multi-year transition, and MBA will continue to engage with members and provide necessary feedback to FHFA. MBA has encouraged FHFA and the GSEs to consider the entire mortgage ecosystem and not just GSE processes and the implementation plan. Also last week, in case you missed it, MISMO named mortgage industry veteran David Coleman as its new president. David has more than 25 years of mortgage industry experience as an IT executive, management consultant, and senior business leader. With MBA's stepped-up investment in MISMO, the organization has become an increasingly important vehicle for streamlining operations and facilitating regulatory compliance for mortgage lenders and servicers. MISMO and industry will be served well by David's leadership. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. It helps if I turn on the volume in the microphone. Thank you, Adam DeSantis, for your good contribution each and every week. Uh, congratulations to David Coleman. That's a good addition to the MISBO. Of course, Gabe Mitten was the first one in there. Uh, what's so fun is I started the entire technology committee way, way back when uh, in the, let's see, was that the 70s? Or no, it was 80s, 80s, when, when I was at um, with the MBA. I wasn't with the MBA, but I, I led a committee on that. We started one of those um, committees called the um, Applications and Oversights. And I can't think of the name of it right now, but we were one of the first, we were the first technology company. And then Mark Helm came in behind that. They started advancing it. And it's just amazing where technology has come over the years. I remember when I had my first software company, we met in Dallas, and that was in 1983. And there was just a few booze this thing and everyone say, man, this is starting to become look like a technology show, man, fast forward to where we're at today. We are technology driven and it's so important. So we're going to hear more about that with Alan Pollack a little bit later on the podcast, but let's get over to Alan. Excuse me. Let's get over to Les Parker with today's TM spotlight. Les Parker, what do you have for us and your macro view of the markets? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. See with strong, down with fast pace. When you lose liquidity, you cannot replace. Deutsche Bank, is Chancellor Scholz ready to fix you like Switzerland neutered Credit Suisse? The Fed will fix you with higher rates while opening the cash spigots through a new emergency facility that reversed four months of quantitative tightening in a week. According to Powell, the banking woes increase the odds of a recession. When will another bank fall in the U.S.? Treasury Secretary Yellen says to stop proliferation of non-systemic bank problems, I will try. 
to fix you. These views are my own. Get fixed at tmspotlight.com. Les <laughs> Parker, you crack me up, man. That was good, Les. I agree. And uh, Janet Yellen, imitating Janet Yellen. Now, that was not the best imitation, Les. You could have done better than that because she has such a distinct voice. But did you hear some of the things that Janet said last week, everybody? It says, we will decide who we will bail out. Community bankers, you're in trouble. If you go under, sorry, not saving you. We're just going to consolidate. There, it just seems like there's a pointing of everybody to the big money center banks. Troubling to me. And what Janet said was really, really troubling. So, uh, but more on that, lest I digress. But good job, Les Parker. Appreciate you and what you do at TM Spotlight. You should all sign up for Les Parker's newsletter at tmspotlight.com. Get the paid version for free by using the word power for power seller in the code. Where it asks for a code, put in power for power seller. Matt Graham could not be here with us today. He is uh, managing all the craziness in these markets, but he did send in a recording. So love you, Matt. It's good to have you here. What do you have for us today? This is Matt Graham with the MBS Live Market Update. Last week was one of the more volatile weeks that we've seen in the wake of the banking drama kicked off by Silicon Valley Bank. Incidentally, this morning, there is uh, news that First Citizens Bank is buying the deposits, branches, and loans of SVB, and that has pushed markets back in a risk-on direction, uh, flight back into stocks, out of bonds. That general stock versus bond uh, dynamic has been in place since the banking drama started. It actually kept on going right through last week's Fed announcement. The Fed announcement itself changed a few things. They hiked 25 bips as expected, but in the uh, announcement itself, or in the text of the announcement, several important changes, but uh, the most important being that uh, whereas it previously said the committee anticipates that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate, it now says uh, the committee anticipates that some additional policy firming may be appropriate. And uh, that really was taken as a sign of a pivot from the Fed by financial markets, and uh, that resulted in gains for the bond market and a sharp decrease in Fed rate hike expectations. Notably, the Fed's own dot plot, their rate hike forecast, or their rate forecast, um, were unchanged to slightly higher by the end of 2024 and unchanged for 2023 at significant odds with financial markets. My thought on this is that the Fed can't really come out and say uh, they can't account for risks to the banking sector and bake that into their rate expectations because that would basically be like the Fed saying, we expect things to get worse, and uh, then the market would trade that instantly. Even as it sat, the market traded the uh, comments from Fed Chair Powell that re- were pertaining to uh, banking sector drama. And that was also a component in the gains last week. Uh, All in all, really volatile week. Um, Big gains on Wednesday after the Fed, additional gains on Thursday, additional gains early Friday morning on European banking drama, and then a little bit of a bounce back into the close, but nonetheless, yields in uh, 10-year treasuries closed near the lowest levels that they had seen in the previous week. 
MBS rally significantly, rates drop significantly, and it sort of leaves us in a limbo where we are either needing to see additional banking drama to keep the rally going or where uh, trading levels will slowly move back toward pre-banking drama levels. Uh, it's a little bit of an asymmetric risk there because a new bank failure would cause a sharp immediate move in bonds, whereas an absence of um, new failures would be a slower move by comparison. Notably, uh, we're up 11 to 12 bips in 10-year yields today and down more than half a point in MBS, and that's not a very slow move. But the difference there is that we do have the one big headline regarding Silicon Valley Bank getting um, its assets purchased by First Citizens. In the week ahead, not, there aren't really any major economic releases. We're waiting until next week for uh, the big jobs report. We do have PCE inflation on Friday. That is the lesser of the two big inflation indices since CPI was already out two weeks ago. Uh, GDP on Thursday, it's the final version, so it'll be the third time we've seen that. And the second revision, not as relevant as the advance release. Um, pending home sales on Wednesday, interesting for the market, but not a big market mover. Same story with the price indices on Tuesday morning. Uh, we do also get consumer confidence on Tuesday morning. Not a big market mover, but it can be a moderately big market mover. Treasury auction cycle is a little bit more accelerated due to month end with it beginning today, two-year auction, and then uh, five-year auction on Tuesday, seven-year auction on Wednesday. We could see a little bit of back and forth around those 1 p.m. Eastern time auction times. Other than that, just uh, feeling out the same old range that we were in back in late January between 3.4 and 3.6. Yes, we broke out of that range a bit last week, but we're right back in it the following day or the day following any given breakout. So still waiting to see a decisive move away from that range and momentum may follow in that direction. That's going to do it for this week. Back to you. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it so much. There's a lot going on. There, I listened to a whole bunch of podcasts about the banking sector. And uh, if you're not, I mean, it's, it's also really interesting who's talking trash about our banking system, about the U.S. dollar. And uh, I don't think this is over, folks. And I think it's going to be volatility plus, which means if you are dealing in a volatile market, you've got to have mbslive.net to be able to manage and look at what's going on. Again, the system is in real time. You can check it out. You can sign up for uh, mbslive.net at mbslive.net, and you can use LOL for Liquid on Lending in the, as a sign-up code to get the extended trial period without, the, uh, without a credit card, having to put in a credit card. Most of the time, you have to put in a credit card to get that, and that way he knows you're more serious. But with us, uh, you, you know you're serious if you're an LOL listener. So a lot of you have already signed up with Matt and MBS Live. Do so. i got it going behind me, and I'm looking at it constantly. It's, uh, it, well, how can you look at it if it's behind you? Well, I'm turning around looking at it. Anyway, so much for the markets. It's really interesting where we're at, and more is coming as we look at the days ahead, volatility, get used to it. It's going to be a roller coaster this year. And, and, and hopefully it'll settle out as we get further into the year down the road, as we can start looking for some stability. But, man, really interesting times we do live in. All right, let's get over to Alice Alvey. He's joining us. Normally we go to David Kittle. He's not here with us today. But let's get over to Alice Alvey. Good to have you, Alice. How are you doing? 
I'm well, Dave. How are you today? I'm feeling a little rushed. I've been, I was rushing through parts of it, and I'm going, why am I doing this? Because I was really excited to get to yours and Alan's segments. And uh, sometimes we're doing all the talking that we do. I get racing through it, and I'm going, this is good stuff. Why am I racing through it? Anyway, it's good to have you here, and never want to race through your segment because it's so, so informative. I should say, see, Alice is the CMV Vice President of Education Training at Union Home Mortgage. And she's here with this week's legislative update. Alice, good to have you. Uh, yes. Oh, thank you. Hi, listeners. Hey, so, you know, the good news that happened right after our show last week was the postponement of the 43 DTI loan yes. level price adjustment. So that was super exciting. Now, the disappointment of it is that they use the word postponement and not just outright <laughs> recognition of how ludicrous it is, and they're actually canceling it, but at least it gives us an opportunity to uh, spend more time to get them to get a reality check that this is not going to be good for consumers, just mostly because of the upheaval throughout the entire loan process. So um, anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on that for you folks, and everybody get out there and uh, talk to your congressman, talk to the Mortgage Bankers Association, make sure this goes away is what we're uh, what we're planning on. We now mm-hmm. have some time to take some more action. Then uh, from a legislative standpoint, many of you probably heard in the news that the U.S. Federal Appeals Court for the Second Circuit said that they can't find precedents that would make it a problem for the CFPB funding structure. And so the CFPB got a win last week. Uh, on, I think it was uh, March 23rd. I think it was Thursday. And so now we have the, the Fifth Circuit. Just to, for those of you trying to keep track, back in October, it was the Fifth Circuit that said they found a funding had violated the Constitution's appropriations uh, clauses, which means that it had to go through Congress in order to gain authority for their funding. Well, hello, Congress is the one who set this thing up. And anyway, so the appropriations, the way the CFPB is funded is through the Federal Reserve. And there are lots of areas of our government that are funded through the Federal Reserve. So uh, the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, agreed to review this in February. And then now we have uh, the Second Circuit that is saying they can't find a precedent uh, from SCOTUS that says that this is not allowed, and so they unanimously approved this and said it's, it's fine. Now, there isn't any violation that they can see with the funding structure of the CFPB, so now we really need the Supreme Court to chime in to say, all right, who's mm-hmm. right? These are two different cases, by the way. The different uh, courts were ruled on two different separate cases, in case folks were wondering. So we'll wait and see, but that's where we stand today. So the CFPB remains on a teeter-totter until we hear from the Supreme Court. Now, their session starts in October, and they won't be picking this up. Well, we don't know exactly when they will pick this up, and so it will likely be into 2024 before we have any further information on it. So in the meantime, status quo, that's like the CFPB is here to stay. So that's my report for today, Dave. (laughs) Maybe by Christmas. All (laughs) I want for Christmas is the CFPB to go away. But I think a lot of people say, (laughs) that's just not realistic. When you look at yeah, you we, know, we, I'm not. I don't know if I'm in favor of that. I understand that there's a need. I think to change their leadership structure, but right. to do away with them would cause such a problem for us. I think uh, better to work with the devil, you know. I think instead of uh, <laughs> them creating somebody new. Yeah. What are your thoughts about what um, 
Adam DeSaint just talked about with the credit reports, um, what's going through at the MBA. Did you uh, have any thoughts on that you want to add to that? I think it's very interesting. And uh, one thing I want to remind our listeners on, David, uh, I guess it's a question for you. We have shows recorded way back, don't we? And mm-hmm. there are a lot yes, out there. And we yes. have had uh, the group on uh, regarding the Vantage yep. score to talk yep. about that. There's lots of great information about, about Vantage score. So I think it'll be really interesting. I'm glad that they've pointed out that this can't be using other credit score models can't be looked at in a vacuum with just what sits within the AUS. Certainly those are a big, big portion of this, that those systems have to be able to accept other credit score models. Uh, but we've got to account for FHA, VA, USDA, and all the other products that we use. So I think, uh, it's, I think it's a good thing uh, to not have a monopoly on credit scores and to be mm-hmm. able to take a look at some other scoring models and see if we can't get more folks into home ownership. Yeah, I think that's so true. I, I love some of the things about the, the advantage. And I'm, now he has retired, the gentleman that we had on here, and I just didn't excuse me at the moment, but he's retired out. But the organization still founded on the same direction, and they've really made a difference in the fact that they put some pressure on uh, FICO to re-examine that. So one of the things is credit score. I mean, your rent uh, is now a part of this. So there's there's a lot of developments going on. Pay attention to this. Stay educated. Alice runs education and training at Union Home. You can't go to her training session, but she is here each week sharing her knowledge. So Alice, thank you so much. And again, thank you to uh, Bill and Al for lending you to us for this uh, podcast each and every week. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. You bet. Let's get over to Alan Pollock, who is here with us. Alan, uh, you got some things developing in your own career. You got any new announcements that we can start talking about yet? Anything up? No, nothing new. I'm looking for the, the next best opportunity. Uh, I've spoken with a few folks, um, so I'm excited about some conversations, but definitely open to having some more. And there's so much great stuff and what a going on and what a great time to invest in technology, right? Mm-hmm. So true. It is what we talk so, about every week. It is, and everyone loves to get your get some insights on what you're focusing on. We've done a lot of talking about ChatGPT lately. We're looking at mm-hmm. uh, what that can do, and you're the one that introduced uh, us to it uh, not that long ago. Uh, but man, talk about something that's taking the world by storm uh, since it, it was released November 30th of this last year. It's just fastest adoption and growth of any technology ever. Ever, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. I, so today, I, ChatGPT is working just great. I, right, right when the call started, I went in and said, "Tell me a funny joke about mortgage technology." <laughs> and <laughs> it, this is what it said. Um, it said, "Why did the mortgage technology expert quit his job? Because he found out his boss was just using Control C and Control V shortcuts to approve all the loan applications." Oh, so it's, it's missing just a little bit on that joke. So I'm just going to click yep. generate and it's instant. And it's, I get a flashing cursor here. It's thinking, and it says, why did the mortgage technologists break up with their calculator? And it says, because it couldn't handle their complex relationship with interest rates. <laughs> so there you, there you have it. There's some Definitely humor. There is stand up comedy. Yeah, won't be doing stand-up comedy. It can do a lot of things. Right. I mean, the amount of what you can do to research is truly amazing. 
and it is a wonderful enabler. So anything else out there that's catching your attention in the world of technology that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you brought me into the conversation starting with AI, so mm-hmm. I'll start off with that. Um, I can tell you that there, anyone wants to spend 29 bucks and just try something really cool out, go to studioshots.ai or tryiton.ai. Those are headshot AI tools. And so what they do is you upload about 20 to 30 pictures, and they will automatically create 20 to 30. So one of them, there's, there's more than just these two. These are the two high-rated ones. Some of them will create a hundred versions. And what they do at Studio Shots, I think it's $29, um, you upload 20 to 30 pictures of yourself, and they then send it to, after the AI completes its work, to somebody um, using Photoshop or something else to just touch it up a bit. And they send them over, and then you can get one of them at a high res. Uh, they've made some amazing headshots that before and, and afters. I submitted mine just this morning. I'm curious to see what happens, but if you want to check it out, uh, you definitely want to do that. That's, that's Studio Shots for Headshots, right? Is that the two? Yes, studioshots.ai, and the AI. second one that I have here is Try It On. Oh, Try It On. It, IT, on, dot AI, yeah. You want to try those. Dot AI again, dot AI again. That's right. If you have been testing out ChatGPT, and I have to tell you, if you're not, you better start because yep. it is amazing the stuff that you can do, even if it's as simple as a LinkedIn post or a new job description that you want to put out there to hire somebody. What it does and how quick, even if it's just to get your brain thinking because you're going to do something on your own, it is absolutely unbelievable. Um, you want to start searching for chat GPT prompts. That's P-R-O-M-P-T-S. There's a special way that you interact and talk with the AI software in order to get it to respond a certain way. As an example, you can say, please write me a topic for my podcast today, and it will come up with something. But you can say, hey, ChatGPT, pretend that you're a scientist who just completed the formula to cure cancer. Please provide me with an idea for my podcast today of a seven-step series to tell the audience on how this is going to help them and how I need to raise money to continue my research. It will put together instantly seven steps and the ideas for what it thinks you should do for all seven. And you can, like you're talking to a person, simply say, hey, step number three needs to be modified. Can you please give me another idea? And it will instantly come up with another idea. So as you think about marketing, you think about um, financial literacy education uh, and training and Anything, writing your release notes, putting instructions together in your office, everything can be done with ChatGPT. I found, David, on Wired, there's an article, and it's called, Yes, ChatGPT is Coming for Your Office Job, right? And so what they did is they went and took, um, let's see, uh, they found people, so they took 444 college-educated professionals to complete a series of simple office tasks, including writing full press releases and short reports, drafting emails, and creating analysis plans. Half of them got to use ChatGPT. So what they found is that the average uh, people with access to the chatbot 
were able to complete the assigned tasks in 17 minutes compared to an average of 27 minutes for those without the box, and the quality of work improved significantly. Participants mm-hmm. who use ChatGPT also reported higher satisfaction with their work. So that's just one small example. Uh, there's so many out there. So here's what I'm going to leave you with on the ChatGPT topic. I told you about the prompts. You also want to take a look at futureailab.com. So it's all one word, futureailab.com. And there are hundreds, if not a thousand, different AI tools out there. So as an example, real time, I'm clicking on, let's see, SEO. And it came up with at least 30 different AI tools. Some are free, some have minimal cost. Um, like this one is called SEO.AI, Harness World-Leading AI for Quality SEO Keyword Research and Copywriting. So in other words, you can tell SEO.AI what you're looking for, what your business is, and it will go out and give you all of the necessary keywords that you need. Think about for writing articles on LinkedIn for your business and mm-hmm. being able to put all the hashtags together. There is so much out there. Um, so you want to take a look at that, futureailab.com. Now, Future AI. Let's get into the mortgage side of the business. Uh, yep, yep. Yes, futureailab.com. Got it. Mortgage so, industry time, yes. Oh, so much um, fun stuff. I'm, I don't see a lot of news, David, of, as we usually have. I, I can tell you, if you scroll LinkedIn, there are a lot of people looking for new opportunities. Mm. Um, so there, there continues to be, you know, kind of like a reorganization of the deck chairs at a couple different companies. Um, there continues to be people looking for new opportunities, and you're also seeing a number of posts of people with new opportunities that they, they're excited that they're starting in new locations. So there's definitely um, there's some traffic, right? Things are going on. So um, you want to take a look there. If you're looking for somebody, it's a great place to look. But not a lot of crazy stuff going on in mortgage that's worth conversation. I will tell you that the Fannie Mae article that I mentioned a few podcasts ago that was a really, really good article, and I've actually had a number of phone calls with people where I've talked about and referenced this article. It talks about our loan costs, and it talks about right now 49% of the cost based on the survey is operational staff, and then you've got legal and compliance and loan officers. But the top decreaser of cost is technology. But mm-hmm. we still know that it's extremely expensive to originate a loan file. Right. So when you break up all these different components – and you're able to drive costs down with technology process, you have to consider is there a good amount of cost or burn that's being spent on too many tech solutions or on tech solutions that overlap? Or you're not spending enough with solution providers that have features that that you think you need to get another vendor for. Now, of course, there's risk mitigation. There's reasons to have different vendors, but you still want to consider that topic. However, this article also talks about, David, the cost impact of digitalization efforts. And what it talks about is the highest location that people are spending their digitalization efforts is, and you'd probably guess it if I asked you to, it's improving the borrower experience. 79% of all the survey respondents said that the cost, um, the impact of that cost in the digitalization efforts is improving the borrower experience. There's other numbers in there as well. Um, but th- that was the highest one. So continuing to focus on getting new business, um, a great experience for those new folks that we're bringing in. If you're a financial institution, your members, um, I mean, continuing to create member benefits, 
and investing in that member experience. Um, those are all still great places. Um, millennials are still the biggest, right? You see, you see all the articles online. They're still the biggest generation to, to purchase and acquire homes. Uh, yep. And they're still expecting to be on demand, and they're still expecting to be, you know, in any device. And all those things that we've heard for two, three, four years are all still the same. Um, but we still have to improve upon how we do it, and we have to do it by lowering our costs. It, 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 if we don't, well, there's companies like Keith Pulaski's company at Radius Financial that is, in fact, doing that. And has reduced it way below the industry averages. And people just, I mean, we had him on here a few weeks ago on the podcast uh, as a special podcast is separate from our weekly update and it's just amazing how low they've got the cost down it's uh, it's a fraction of what the industry averages so it can be done i mean technology actually can not be any cost increaser and bring some efficiencies it actually yes it's going to be cost you something but it's going to be able to bring efficiencies that you would never think otherwise. And if you have any questions, I'll use ChatGPT to figure out some of the stuff. I've learned more how to research <laughs> things with ChatGPT, which comes back. It's, I'm just blown away with it. I was talking to my brother about this. I wonder if you've heard of any of these other products. But there's uh, presentations for pre- doing presentations. There's a Tumi, uh, T-O-M-E. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it sounds like Tumi to me. Uh, but that's one of them. And then Runway. Uh, it can go in and pre- create presentations that are stunningly beautiful. If you're doing something with an image or image creation, uh, Magic Eraser, uh, Artsy AI, the DALL hyphen E2, uh, Runway uh, Stable, Diffusion, Online, Discord. I mean, it's this list of what our AI is getting crazy out there. Uh, there's one for marketing blogs. There's a Jasper. Uh, hype, hyper right, um, wordplay.ai, uh, RYTR is another one. I mean, they're, they're merging out there so quickly. Some of it uses chat GPT in the background. Uh, some of it's just uh, just new stuff, and it's fast going. I, the reason I bring that up, especially so, Alice with you. Uh, go, go ahead, Alan. You got a thought on that? Any of those? Have you heard of any of those? No, no. Finish your thought, and then and I'm going to tell you something. Go ahead. <laughs> So one of the things, Alice, is you're looking at training. Is this challenging you in your training as you start looking at all these new tools? Is it the way – are you going to have to rethink how training is done today? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, Alan, as you were talking, you know, I'm sitting here feverishly in front of my computer figuring, checking out those websites and, and trying to think through what is it that we need to do differently to leverage this resource. So as you know, we have the Ask Alice uh, platform that we've created for us internally. Well, how can we take that to the next level with something like this, where someone can actually go through and ask an entire loan scenario, maybe? You know, if I have Mm -hmm. this, 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 and this, and this Mm -hmm. uh, in my loan, can I get an approved eligible from Fannie Mae? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Should be. yeah, you you um you stole something that was inside of my private mind, Alice. But since you brought it up, I'm I'm gonna In your private I'm mind. gonna talk about it. But bef- before I do, just on what you said, David, I, I want to let you know that <clears throat> I just I kind of googled some insightful or interesting things about AI, and they've everybody's reforecasted what they think about AI right now, and the race to AI is is the hottest thing, and it will continue to heat up. But right now, they're talking about um, one of the most 
interesting technology facts about artificial intelligence is that by the end of 2045, AI is expected to completely surpass human intelligence. Now, don't know if, if that's far-fetched or not and what, right? Just like when you're in a lawsuit, you can define the color red to really be purple, right? So who knows how they've defined that, but this is specifically what the world is thinking about. And there are mind-blowing facts that you can, you can just pull up and read about AI. So let me tell you about a mini experience that I had with ChatGPT. That is exactly what you just mentioned, Alice. I went into ChatGPT, and, I, and, and because I'm looking for new opportunities, I was actually thinking of starting up something as well. I went into ChatGPT, and I said, hey, ChatGPT, pretend that you are in the mortgage technology industry and help me understand how I can build a model that will automatically determine eligibility of a borrower, right? And my history is, is in many areas of this. And so I also said by going to chat GPT prompts and understanding how to communicate, I said, hey, also, uh, if you're unsure of anything along the way, please ask questions before making any assumptions. Um, and so I hit enter, and chat GPT came out with a whole bunch of stuff, which I won't mention at the moment. You can go ahead and try this on your own. More importantly, it came back and I said, what would the cost be in order for me to build this on your platform? And ChatGPT came back and said, I am just the conversational piece, but I am powered by the system called OpenAI, and I have an entire set of open APIs as well as a predictive model, and I can understand human sentiment and all this great stuff, things, David, we've been talking about um, mm -hmm. and Alice on the podcast for, for two years now. And it said, and there's pricing available. Can I send you to the pricing page? And I said, um, can you, if I have this amount of information and these amount of users on a daily basis, what will my cost be? And ChatGPT went and said, I have a bunch of assumptions that you can change, but let me tell you what I think your cost will be. It instantly came back and told me how much a month it would be for me to create the development version of a new platform and what they think my production and scaled out version would be with a couple more conversations. I didn't have to call anyone. I didn't have to go on any websites. Um, wow. So what, what ChatGPT told me, is that you obviously can put anything in the chat window. I could put a spreadsheet in there, but it will run really slow. But you can build out to the OpenAI system, and you can feed it any amount of data, and you can train it, and you can use its predictive engine, which in the past, by the way, for, for our listeners, you had to use many different engines to accomplish this. We're talking about one engine that's already tied together. Um, and ChatGPT basically walked me down the business plan path. So um, the Ask Alice component of it, if you go actually to – I, one is I'd be more than happy to talk to you, but if you go over to the AI tools, um, there are actually chatbot tools that are conversational pieces or components that you can tie into different backends and databases and AI engines, and you can actually completely digitalize the Ask Alice component. Um, you can even configure it so that if it didn't know the answer, it would actually ask Alice, which would be kind of funny, ask Alice, ask Alice. Um, but then finally at the end, um, yeah, I, I totally think we're going to see a lot of innovation around the, the, the world of, um, of underwriting, of eligibility, of um, diagnosing, and, and maybe even putting, you know, stamping a loan and saying, hey, this is a risk level number five, and here's the reasons why, instantly. Um, I think we'll be there soon. Wow. That's, that's exciting. I love, the, I love Ask, Ask Alice. Uh, I'm so glad that they honored you with uh, that query system, Alice. And uh, but where this could be going, you could be famous from another perspective, just like there's Ask Alexi or Ask Siri or Ask. Now this your name will be living on in uh, 
into perpetuity in the search world. You know, David, I want to say with a grain of salt, right, you hear excitement in my voice and there's excitement with everything you see on the Internet. We still have to take it with a grain of salt and be careful. It's, it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a silver it's, bullet to any one solution. Not a panacea. Um, that's right. Yeah, I think, and I think one of the things we learned about that came out of the webinar we did with Finastra this last week is it, a lot of us accessing databases out there. And so it is an exciting tool for research and what it can do. And I really echo your point. You've got to get familiar with this. I am using it every single day throughout my day when I'm doing what I'm doing in my consulting and my coaching and executive uh, coaching business. It's making me better at what I do. Uh, and it's, but it's really the art of asking the right question. It's how you word the question that is really making a difference in the results. It's fascinating. Any final words, Alice, before we wrap this up and then go to you, um, Alice, you have Alice. I'm just glad. I'm just glad I'm not a teacher in any school <laughs> in any grade that has to grade a paper and know if chat AI wrote it or my students <laughs> did. I know. <laughs> Mark is a part of an educational think tank, and he talks about this, and his daughter's a professor. And so uh, there's, there's, it's presenting a whole new world. That's why I thought of you, Alice, is does this change the way you educate people? And I think it is. I think the most important thing is for people to get familiar with it, start using this, all of us, and uh, make this uh, just a unique differentiator for yourself. I'm thinking of a salesperson, a realtor, as moving, someone moving into the markets, and the realtor asked for, or the borrower asked for some specific information about the market, the area. Now, the only thing there is it'll access all these databases, but the database that it has that it calls on is from up to date, up as of 2021. It is not current to 2022 or 2023 yet. So, but it does call on other databases that are current. So really interesting where this could all go, but fascinating. Alan, let you finish up with the last words, seeing as we're finishing up on technology. We all get excited about it. I uh, know. Well, um, I think next week, David, we can, we can talk about a few more relative um, mortgage industry topics uh, and talk about some of the innovation that is occurring. I know that there's a lot going on in the appraisal side of the world um, yeah. in, in some other areas. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be exciting. But more importantly, um, I think with the, the way that our economic environment is, I think our, our listeners are probably way more excited to, to hear from our full full uh, list of, um, uh, of co-hosts. So that'll be exciting next week. And uh, Alice, I couldn't agree with you more. It's difficult to probably be a teacher at these times. There is an AI tool that tells you if something sounds like it's from AI, but I don't know how accurate it is. And you shouldn't have to go check everything that everybody submits to figure out if it's real or fake. Well, I think it's also from the standpoint is why not use the darn tool the way it's in and don't try to police it out because you can't. Something as innovative as this, it's not. It's we need to rethink of what we're doing. Maybe you should give out awards that he who asked the right question got the best out of it rather than, you know, trying to shut it down. You're not going to shut this one down. It's the cat's out of the bag, and it is, um, it is, it's happening That's all right. over. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much, everybody, for being with us. Alice and Alan, thank you for being here this week. Wish the rest of our team happy spring breaking and traveling. They're all over the planet. We're going strong. And we're thrilled to have you here, listeners. If you want to send in topics that you'd like us to cover, we're here to want to provide content that will meet the needs that you have, the questions you have, the educating you want to have done. And so we're 
here to help you in every way possible. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here. Special thank you again to our sponsors, which are, again, are Candor, Finastra, Total Expert, Simple Nexus, Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Lenders One, The Mortgage Collaborative, Knowledge Coop, Mobility MMI, Modex, and Mortgage Advisory Tools. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week, and look forward to seeing you back here next week. You've been listening to Licken on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Licken of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.